Good morning, my good friends. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome to my um, podcast. Welcome to my Periscope. Welcome to my live stream. Um, we have a full, full program for us today. Uh, it is Friday, uh, January 25th, uh, 2019. We survived this far. It is 8.43 in the a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I am coming to you about 12 miles, uh, about 12 miles east of downtown Los Angeles in California, obviously. And let me introduce myself. My name is uh, Andre Lefevre, Andre Lefevre. I am an independent citizen journalist, uh, extreme libertarian, and I mouth off on things political things cultural, things interesting. I practice something uh, totally illegal in the Western world today. It is the uh, First Amendment. But for as long as the Silicon Valley uh, Big Brother lets me live stream a podcast, uh, I will. Anyways, uh, we have three major headlines and uh, some other things I'll go over today. Uh, let's go over the headlines, and then we'll get uh, into the stories in uh, in more depth. Um, well, just like if he was a Banana Republic strongman, a dirty cop by the name of uh, Robert Mueller arrests Roger Stone, and he sends in a SWAT team to arrest this elderly gentleman for a nonviolent uh, process crime. Also, uh, as you probably know, um, CIA and Pentagon and the military-industrial complex is in the process of uh, changing governments in Venezuela, staging a coup d'etat. And uh, some uh, scholars believe it's going to send about 8 million new illegals, refugees, across our southern border. Very interesting. And of course, uh, those illegal refugees from the third world countries are uh, Democrat voters. So you know why that is being done. And some good news about the Covington boys um, controversy. Uh, since the uh, our elites the Democrat Nazi elites who hate everything European and openly, openly spout hate for the children just because they are of the European descent, the Covington boys have assembled a dream team. We'll go over that. So let's get into it. And um, let's start with the arrest of uh, Roger uh, Stone. I am on the AP. This was posted uh, 30 minutes ago. And the uh, headline is Trump confidant Stone is arrested, faces obstruction charge. Um, Washington, uh, headline Washington, shouting FBI opened the door. Authorities arrested Roger Stone, a confidant of President Trump, before dawn Friday in a criminal case that revealed that senior members of the Trump campaign sought to benefit from the release of hacked emails damaging Hillary Clinton. Stone, a self-proclaimed uh, dirty clicks, uh, tricksters, faced a seven-count indictment in the first criminal case in month from special 
uh, Consular Robert Mueller, basically a dirty cop, Robert Mueller. The uh, uh, we'll we'll talk more about that a little later. Uh, let me read some more. The indictment provides the most detail to date about how Trump campaign associates in the summer of 2016 were actively seeking the disclosure of emails the U.S. says were hacked. Um, I'm not going to read the full story because it's very misleading. Uh, I saw a commentary uh, uh, by, um, what is this young man's name? Let me, let me just see. It was an interesting commentary I saw. And the man's name is um, Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain uh, on, uh, on Periscope. <clears throat> it was a few hours ago. Uh, he reviewed the portions of the indictment. On his periscope, apparently, there is nothing in that indictment that has to do with the Russian collusion. Just some uh, misstatements that um, Roger Stone may have made when he testified before um, uh, Congress, and uh, that's about it. Uh, the um, there are three stories that I'm going to go into. Uh, and all of them by Gateway Pundit, and I, and I have to say it, it's an obvious attempt uh, to treat Roger Stone like they treated um, his partner Paul Manafort uh, as a um, as mobsters during the RICO trials of 1980s and 1990s to uh, uh, to uh, manufacture a crime or find some minor crime that an underling. Uh, may have committed, and then uh, forced this person under threat of a long sentence to testify against his boss. A lot of those cases fell apart because uh, the testimony was composed, was manufactured. Well, apparently they have uh, turned Michael Cohen and Jerome Corsi to start uh, manufacturing and composing false testimony. Uh, so far, Paul Manafort have uh, resisted. And somehow I doubt that Roger Stone is going to uh, lie about President Trump. But let's read this Gateway Pundit story. Um, Conservative Roger Stone arrested by Mueller in the process crime, not collusion, still a witch hunt. Uh, Conservative activist and President Trump confident Roger Stone was arrested in the pre-dawn raid by dirty cop Robert Mueller. Stone was arrested on a process crime, not Russian collusion. Again. Has nothing to do with Russia somehow illegally affecting 2016 elections. That's actually very important. There was no Russian collusion, only process crime. This is a criminal state coup of America. Again, this is very important that we see it again and again in writing and on the popular independent news sources. This is not on the up and up. This is not a crime. Roger Stone was arrested not because he committed any crime. He's a true blue political uh, 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 true blue political prisoner. Just like Paul Manafort, just like Jerome Corsi, just like um, Michael Cohen. The only reason those four high-profile people were arrested so the uh, conspirators, the junta people led by a dirty cop a rogue prosecutor, a blue blood of blue bloods, the American power elites aristocrat aristocrats scum of the earth by the name of uh, Robert Mueller because he wants to illegally 
replace our legally elected president. So let me continue reading. Roger Stone, a confidant of President Trump, was arrested in a special counsel's Russian investigation of pre-dawn raid at his Florida home on Friday and was charged with lying to Congress and obstructing the probe. The seven-count indictment against Stone, a self-proclaimed dirty trickster, the, uh, in the criminal case uh, in month. Uh, this is actually quoting the AP story. So um, this is one story that we have from Gateway Pundit. The next story from Gateway Pundit, uh, I like the headline, and Gateway Pundit is awesome when it's uh, headlines. Investiv investigative journalist uh, uh, Cardio, only CNN was tipped off in Stone Predon Raid. Local channels had no idea of Friday Raid. So, uh, apparently, what Dirty Cop uh, Robert Mueller has done is he took uh, the mouthpiece of the Democrat Party, CNN. It's a propaganda channel, uh, and informed them only, so they could control dissemination of news. And. Um, uh, the entire pre-dawn raid of Roger Stone's home was captured by an anti-Trump channel, CNN. Um, and the next headline uh, on the Gateway Pundit, fake news. CNN hack says God Instinct told him to drive to Roger Stone's house in a film pre-dawn rest. God, a miffing instinct? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see... So, basically, we see the continuation of an attempt to remove our duly elected president by illegal means. It, 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 it is not. You don't, have, you don't have to be brainiac. You don't have to be brainiac. You just have to be a normal, average, intelligent person like, like I am to understand exactly what Robert Mueller is doing. Just like every dirty cop in every municipality. He takes a, uh, a low-level uh, criminal, arrests them, sometimes uh, plants evidence on them or makes up a crime, and then forces them to lie against the higher criminals or testify. But they compose a testimony for it. It is normal, unfortunately, United States uh, procedure for, especially in drug arrests, because in drug arrests, uh, People are targeted, not the crimes. And it's a very, very important distinction. If you have a, uh, I worked as a law enforcement officer in Southern California. I pushed a black and white for a few years. So I, I know exactly what I'm talking about. Granted, it was many, many, many years ago. But there are two distinct types of investigators. You have a regular uh, homicide or um, fraud or um, robbery or Burglary, uh, burglary investigation, then there's an actual crime that gets committed. An actual crime. Somebody breaks into the house, somebody gets murdered, or um, somebody passes a bad check. So then investigators follow the crime, the crime. Now, in drug investigations, that does not happen. What happens is, is that the um, drug detectives... <coughs> through their uh, footwork, find out who may be selling drugs. They don't have any evidence. 
but they get informants now. Well, uh, Jose Padilla, uh, John John Bur Burns, um, you know, um, Alex uh, Boshnikov is uh, selling drugs on the street. Whatever in Southern California, uh, you know, that's uh, that's what happens. And then those detectives they target a specific person. They identify his associates. They bust the associate for a minor crime or plant evidence on a minor associates, and then convince that associates to testify against his uh, uh, his boss. So it's a very uh, it's a very important distinction, extremely important distinction. In a real crime investigation, crime is committed first, and then uh, evidence leads to the perpetrator. In the drug investigations, that's why uh, um, the war on drugs is so so corrupted. American justice system, a person is targeted, and then the crime is tailor made for that particular person. Well, this is exactly what Robert Mueller is doing. He is targeting our president and targeting his uh, underlings because of who they are, not because he has knowledge that they committed crimes. So, anyways, you know where I'm going with this. Uh, moving, uh, uh, moving on, switching gears a little bit. Um, let's go to South America. Um, I have found an interesting um, story in Miami. Was it uh, uh, Miami Herald? Now, uh, in case again you were. Uh, uh, Sleeping off uh, your uh, drug intoxication uh, under a rock, uh, you would know uh, that U.S. government is actively participating in the change of government operation in Venezuela. Granted, um, Nicolas Maduro, that um, uh, that Marxist thug, is uh, an absolute disaster. He is a murderous murderous monster who and his predecessor Chavez uh, have destroyed a prosperous Latin American country. Well, um, our government decided to uh, coup d'etat him out of power and somebody uh, by the name of um, uh, Juan Guido, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce his uh, uh, name, was uh, installed by our government as a president of the country. So right now there are two governments battling each other. Uh, the army is battling, um, our, our, uh, our army is still loyal to duly elected Nicolas Maduro. And let's face it, last April, um, last year's April, there were elections in Venezuela, he was elected. There were all kinds of irregularities during that election. I, I wouldn't put it past uh, them, actually, I'm pretty sure it was probably stolen. Well, uh, just like Hillary uh, stole uh, uh, the primaries from Bernie, so you know what? Um, we shouldn't be moralizing on that uh, on that thing. But our military-industrial complex decided that we want to replace um, uh, that we want to replace the governments in uh, Venezuela for obvious reasons. There's a lot of money to be made for our power elites in there, oil money. Uh, also, the military-industrial complex is the winding down of our wars in the Middle East, and those uh, MFRs are very profitable for our elites because they're using low-tech uh, weapons there, old technologies, 
that cost almost nothing to produce, but they can charge us, the American taxpayers, uh, billions of dollars for it. So uh, since uh, our military-industrial complex, uh, our banking and military uh, defense contractor leads sees their profits uh, evaporate in the Middle East, they absolutely need another another foreign um, uh, war, a prolonged conflict. And I think they had their sights on Venezuela. There is another reason for that. I'm going to get into it in just a moment. But I just want to mention, have you noticed when Bush, uh, when um, George H. Bush, the elder, became president, he was a titular king of military-industrial complex. We started a war in the Middle East. Then under Clinton, it sort of went down, and as soon as his prince, George W. Bush, had become president, all of a sudden 9-11 happens, which anybody with a little bit of intelligence understands that those buildings were blown up, and you can call me truther or other cuss names, and anybody with any intelligence who just can see a cursory cursory uh, videos of what happened and just dive a little bit into the experts can see that those Twin Towers were blown up. <coughs> and of course, right away, uh, the princeling in the White House, uh, Bush princeling, uh, miraculously, uh, endless foreign war started in the Middle East again. Well, uh, funny, funny that as soon as Obama administration, who basically was another princeling, Another CIA princeling um, uh, got in power. We continued the wars in the Middle East. Uh, he was inept, Mr. Obama, so he couldn't really start a real war in Syria. Uh, but he did enough to send uh, millions of refugees into uh, migrants into Europe. But now, since we have a uh, President Trump in power, he is not a uh, princeling of the power elite. So he. Um, actually listens to us, the middle class, and he's trying to stop endless foreign wars. Well, since he is winding down our uh, endless foreign wars in the uh, in the Middle East, now uh, military industrial complex absolutely starved for uh, a super huge profits, wants to start something in South America. Well, let me read you this article because it has many side effects that will benefit uh, our power elites and will absolutely destroy our own country. Those things are interconnected. Uh, you probably see on the screen, if you're watching me on Periscope, Miami Herald article, forecast of 8 million Venezuelan refugees, <coughs> excuse me, should raise alarm bells across Americas. And uh, let me drink this coffee for some reason. My throat is getting a little scratchy. A new Brookings Institution study forecasting that the number of Venezuelan refugees will skyrocket to 8 million it should trigger alarm bells in the United States and Latin America. It would be the world's biggest mass exodus in recent times, bigger than the Syria refugee crisis, and could destabilize the region. Uh, the study by Brookings of Venezuela, uh, Israeli resident uh, economist Danny Barr and researcher Douglas Barrios says it is a projection includes the three million Venezuelans who, <coughs> excuse me, according to the United Nations, have already left their country because of its humanitarian crisis. Um, most of the refugees have fled to Colombia. Well, um, 
if we're going to have another 5 million um, refugees fleeing, um, I would bet you majority of them are going to start heading for the United States. Also, that many displaced people in Latin America are going to collapse the fragile uh, stability of the neighboring states. Uh, Nicaragua is destabilized. Mexico is on the brink of absolute disintegration. Imagine if you have five, uh, ten million people trying to cross uh, our uh, our southern border. Now, uh, the Democrat Party is all in favor of it as a new end uh, because they're all for open uh, border policy. Why? Is because in their minds, all of those uh, migrants are uh, card-carrying Democrats. And if this horrible plan of, the, of theirs is going to work, and it is a plan, uh, again, you can uh, tell me to, um, uh, to shine my tinfoil hat, well, I'm going to tell you stop smoking crack. It is obviously that our power elites, which constitute uh, you know, defense, uh, defense industry, uh, simply don't like us, the middle class, much rather replace us with a compliant pet-like voting block of the refugees from the third world who don't have uh, the Judeo-Christian Anglo-Saxon ideas of uh, freedom, privacy, and the representative government. They're used to repression. They're used to totalitarian, authoritarian type of governments. And they really don't mind being ruled over. It's weird, but uh, it's weird to imagine. But um, I have firsthand experience in the culture that does not value privacy, that does not value representative uh, uh, government, that does not value democracy, and does not value deep Judeo-Christian values. I was born in the Soviet Union. I came to the United States when I was a teenager. And those are the type of people that our power elites would like to pour over our borders. Now, it it does it does get it does get worse. Uh, unfortunately, it does get worse. Uh, let's assume that we're successful, and um, uh, Juan uh, Guardo will uh, uh, will uh, will solidate his power. Let's figure out who this guy is. Are we replacing? Uh, uh, are we replacing one idiot with another? Are we replacing one lefty uh, with another? And I am waiting for the uh, Wikipedia. And I know, I know, uh, Wikipedia is a lousy source, but uh, it gives you a good window of how um, a liberal elites, our power elites, would like to describe somebody. So it's very educational how. Uh, how those children of wealthy parents that run our country, or who, who uh, want to tell us what to do, what they think about this man. And um, let's uh, we'll bring this screen up. Let's see. I'm on Wikipedia. Uh, Juan Guido Guado. I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. I'm sorry, folks. Uh, Juan uh, Gerardo Guado Marquez. Uh, born uh, uh, born uh, July 28, 19, uh, 1983, is a Venezuelan engineer and a politician serving as president. Okay, Let's see what his early life and education, because that's very telling. One of eight children, uh, Guado was uh, raised in a middle-class home by his parents, who
who were who, who were an airline pilot and a teacher. Uh, in Venezuela, there was more than a middle class. Uh, they were upper class airline pilot and a teacher in Venezuela were not your typical uh, middle class people. One grandfather was a sergeant in the Venezuelan National Guard, while the other grandfather was a captain in the uh, Venezuelan Navy. After living through uh, a Vargas strategy of 1999, which left his family temporarily homeless, Grado earned his high school diploma in 2000. Notice that um, the uh, uh, the elite, uh, the elites of uh, Wikipedia want to give uh, this man a homeless pedigree, even though he was born into upper classes. They are desperate to portray him as somebody who comes from the bottom, which he obviously is not. Uh, uh, the tragedy, according to his colleagues, influenced his political views after then new government Hugo Chavez allegedly provided an effective response to the disaster. Uh, um, you know, I am not familiar with Vargas' uh, tragedy. Uh, let's see what it says. Let me click on it. Uh, Vargas' tragedy was a natural disaster that occurred in Vargas State, Venezuela, in the 14-16 December 1999, when torrential rains flashed floods, debris, and killed tens of thousands of people. Okay, now I know what this says. Uh, here is very telling the last paragraph of his early life and education on uh, Wikipedia. Eduardo later earned his professional license as an industrial engineer <coughs> after graduating from Andres Bello Catholic University in 2007. Eduardo also did his postgraduate studies in George Washington University in the United States. And there we got you, Mr. CIA. There we got you, Mr. A member of uh, the American power elite. How in the hell will this supposedly homeless guy uh, got uh, uh, got to be able to afford uh, studies in um, George Washington University in Washington D.C., which I believe is a private school that is uh, one of the Ivy uh, leagues that prepares Washington bureaucrats. Just anybody from uh, the uh, from Venezuela would not be invited to the postgraduate students uh, in that school. Again, uh, uh, please stop uh, smoking crack and uh, take off your rosy-colored uh, glasses, uh, skeptics. Uh, the only person who would be invited from the third world to attend that university is the person with whom uh, CIA or other three-letter agency in our government would want to prepare as a asset. So it is obviously that this man is an asset uh, to our military uh, industrial complex. He's going to do their bidding, which means endless foreign wars, because that's what they need to make money, and the side benefit is millions upon millions of uh, Democrat voters, illegals, streaming, down, streaming north through our undefended uh, southern border. Again, if you think I'm wearing a tin, uh, tin, um, tin foil hat, you think what you want. But uh, when you and I meet again behind the barbed wire uh, 10 years from now, 
You may agree with what I was saying. Anyways, uh, moving, uh, moving on. Um, now, the conflict in Venezuela is far more dangerous uh, for the world than uh, just um, refugees, uh, than just humanitarian disaster in, in that particular state, than even consolidation of uh, American power of the uh, American military industrial complex. Uh, I am on Jerusalem Post, and I read portion of that story um, yesterday, but on my yesterday's live stream. But I think I'll do it again. Uh, the headline, and this is a story from yesterday. Um, just move it, uh, move it down a little bit. Very good uh, headline. For some reason. Here you go. The Middle Eastern origins of support for Venezuela's Maduro. Uh, as Venezuela's crisis unfolds, Iran, Turkey, the Palestinians, and Russia stand behind Maduro as U.S., Canada, and other countries support interim President Guado. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole story. I suggest you look it up yourself. But the headline explains the uh, the gist of what is going on. Uh, the Venezuela's crisis have uh, unearthed the fission in the world's um, in the world's uh, in, in in the world's uh, uh, in the world's power structures. Uh, maybe I should read a couple of paragraphs. Um, let's see here. Uh, here is uh, support for Maduro has divided the world and South America, where Colombia, Paraguay, Brazil, Argentina, Chile, and other have recognized Guardo, while Mexico, Cuba, and Bolivia have stood by Maduro. Russia and China have condemned the U.S. decision to interfere in Venezuelan politics. So we have managed our ruling class by trying to coup d'etat Maduro uh, out of his elected post, managed to bring China and Russia together. <coughs> if you um, study history in any way, and uh, uh, I never formally studied history, but I love history and I constantly read about it, I was always fascinated how World War I started. And I came uh, to the conclusion by reading experts who studied it, that it happened in a very simple way. Russian Empire, which then encompassed, uh, had both uh, uh, Ukraine and, um, and Poland uh, as uh, provinces, have coveted uh, Balkan, uh, the Balkan Peninsula, which uh, was back then owned by Austro-Hungarian Empire. In Austro-Hungarian Empire, who owned the, Banco, uh, the Balkan Peninsula, uh, was covering uh, uh, what's now Poland and uh, Ukraine. And those two empires kept on pissing on each other. And at some point, uh, they decided they want to fight. And uh, both of those countries brought in uh, other allies, such as Germany, France, uh, Turkey, uh, uh, Great Britain, etc. And we have a terrific bloodletting 
uh, that uh, that precipitated World War II, which was even more terrific, by the way. But it came among the similar, very similar conflict when you had two great powers pissing on each other over each other's uh, spheres of influence. Well, we have very similar situation with this, except it's not between Russian Empire and Austro-Hungarian Empire, but we have uh, between us, the United States, and um, uh, Russia and China. Russia is pissed off that we're pissing all over uh, Ukraine and have uh, coup d'etat the elected president of Ukraine a few years ago. And now Ukraine has an openly Nazi government that is supported by the Western Europe and by us, while uh, it is uh, openly hostile to, uh, to the Russians. And some of the provinces within Ukraine, which have majority of Russian-speaking population, actually are waging an endless civil war there, which is not spoken very much in the West. Now, this forces the uh, uh, this forces the Russia to support anybody hostile to United States and our sphere of influence, and that includes Cuba, and that uh, and that includes uh, and that includes Venezuela, and for reasons that I'm not a hundred percent sure why, it looks like China decided to back Venezuela and side with Russia which I don't find very uh, comforting. I don't get that uh, sweet, fuzzy, warm, and wonderful feeling when I see uh, Russia and China uniting about anything. Moving on. Um, the next uh, story is about our our Covington boys and the Covington boys controversy. Um, Covington Boys controversy is a lot more than just about that stupid uh, incident. Uh, Covington Boys controversy is a watershed moment in American cultural politics. Uh, if you're old enough to uh, remember O.J. Simpson trial, uh, it was a watershed. It was really not about a uh, uh, a man of one race killing a woman of, uh, of another race and then uh, being acquitted. It had to do with the hypocrisy of our ruling class and uh, their mouthpiece, the corporate control media. There was no internet back then. But for e reasons that um, I still don't understand, uh, the racial tensions that existed before the OJ uh, uh, trial and a verdict. Uh, up until Obama was elected, uh, it looked like uh, there was very little open hostility between the races in the United States. Of course, um, Mr. Obama, uh, Mr. Obama uh, has changed all that. He uh, he introduced racial animus towards uh, towards the white people in the United States. Uh, and um, it looks like uh, an attempt to trigger a race conflict in the United States by Democrat left is still going on. 
Now, um, it has been proven conclusively, and I'm trying to bring this story up, and for some reason it's not loading. It's from Gateway Complex. For, uh, for, for a reason, for a political reason, the, uh, the hard left, the Democrat Nazis, cannot let go of their narrative that white people are genetically evil. So even though it has been proven conclusively uh, that uh, adult hard left thugs will cost uh, teenagers, uh, children, white children in, on, the, uh, on the Washington DC mall lied about what happened. The corporate control media is still pushing the story. Well, uh, the adults in Kentucky, their parents, are not letting this go, thank God. It has galvanized everybody in the United States. It galvanized every freedom-loving person of any genetic makeup, of any uh, of anybody in the United States, because this story is not about abuse of white people. This is a much bigger story. This is a story about the philosophy. Can you vilify somebody just of because of their genetic makeup? This is a truly, truly, truly important issue. The history of the United States is not very good on that. Through the very beginning of the United States, uh, the uh, uh, genetic makeup of a person has been politically and culturally very important. Uh, if uh, before 1960s and se 70s uh, there were plenty of uh, eugenicists uh, among the white politicians, and incidentally all of them were Democrat, who uh, portrayed non-European uh, people of, with non-European origins as somehow inferior and evil, the same Democrats simply changed the uh, makeup of the genome to declare people inferior and evil. Now the same party declares people of European descent uh, inferior and not uh, worth being protected. <clears throat> well, um, you don't have to be a white supremacist to defend children. As a matter of fact, it doesn't matter what, uh, uh, what their national origins are. The fact is that we have a large group of children who was vilified, accosted, insulted, and uh, death threatened by the people only one basis is because they don't like their genetic makeup. Just like Nazis of 1930s vilified gypsies, Jews, and other uh, uh, people with um, non-Western non European genetic makeup. Uh, today's uh, American Democrat Nazis are vilifying people with the uh, uh, European um, uh, genetic makeup. Well, um, Covington people are not having any of it. Here's the headline. Uh, here's the headline from Gateway Pundit. Scoop, defamation dream team of five law firms assembling to take on journalists, media outlets, and celebrities who attacked Covington kids. A team of every high-profile lawyer, <coughs> excuse me, a team of very high-profile lawyers are joining together to fight for justice for Covington Catholic high school students 
who were ruthlessly attacked by the media following a school trip to D.C. for the March uh, for Life. According to lawyer Robert Barnes, who is representing several of the families, the team will include at least five uh, lawyers from five different firms with a record of high-profile civil cases. We cannot report on the name of the lawyers who are joining forces, but we can assure uh, that you will have heard of their cases. When asked exactly, when asked about who exactly are they planning to sue out of the hundreds of celebrities and journalists who defamed those boys, Barnes confirmed that former CNN host Riza Aslan, actor Michael Rappaport of an ABC News senior political analyst anchor Matthew Dowd uh, are on the list uh, uh, for status. Um, anyways, so that was uh, that. Was that. Um, my phone is beginning to ring and I will need to go in a few minutes, so let's go over what seems to be the news uh, today. I am on Donald Trump's um, uh, Twitter. And let's see what um, our president have to say, if anything interesting. Uh, let me read a couple. Great witch hunt in the history, greatest witch hunt in the history of the country. No collusion. Border coyotes, drug dealers, and human traffickers uh, treated better. Who, who alerted CNN to be there? Question mark. Uh, so this is a defense of um, of Roger Stone. Uh, may I suggest, uh, Mr. President, why don't you pardon these people? You know, they're innocent. So, sir, just pardon them. Uh, yeah, the lefties is go are going to go berserk, but they're going berserk anyway. Just pardon them. Uh, next tweet, uh, uh, a third-rate uh, conman who interviewed me many years ago for just a short period of time has been playing his biggest con on all fake news and Michael D'Antonio, a broken dog hack who knows nothing about me, does uh, goes on night after night telling made-up Trump stories. Disgraceful. All right. Let's move on to um, Drudge Report. They're dealing with stone indicted, dramatic pre-dawn raids, and then airs footage of arrest. Tipped off. I'm glad that we're on it. We're all on it. Let's see what uh, New York Times says. This is <clears throat> this is what um, our uh, banking elites, uh, uh, propaganda machine, have to say. And I'm just waiting for it to load. What does New York Times thinks is a head story? Roger Stone, advisor to Trump, is indicted on Mueller investigation. So they're banking on um, on. Uh, Dirty cop Mueller breaking uh, Roger Stone and have him lie about our president. That's the gist of it. Just translating into English what they mean. A Washington Post has the similar. Uh, it has actually has a picture of Roger Stone and Paul Manafort. Neither one is very complimentary. Uh, the uh, it's headlining the story. Longtime Trump advisor Roger Stone indicted in Mueller probe. All right, so that's uh, that's what um, uh, the swamp, the uh, children of wealthy parents who run our country, think is news. They they're all desperate to get our president out of the office. I doubt that this will do it. 
I think it'll backfire on him. <coughs> like every other lie they say. But we'll see. Uh, before I go, this is my website, wildnews.us. Uh, check it out. It has many interesting features on it. If for some reason you want to contact me, go to contact info and um, tab and my information is there. My phone number is there, but unless you know me personally, I suggest emailing me first. Um, again, time for me to go. I, I am a true citizen journalist. Um, this doesn't pay my bills. My real career, my real uh, job does, and my phone is ringing, so I have to go back to making money. I uh, will see you either tomorrow or, or Monday or in a few days when I have time to do another uh, podcast uh, in a live stream. I really appreciate you joining me. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. I really don't have enough words to show my appreciation for you joining in my podcast and my uh, live streams on the Periscope. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed day.